This is a LifeGate Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we encourage you to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. If you want to find out more about who we are, visit lifegate.org.au. G'day, thanks for joining us. My name is Nathan. I'm the lead pastor of LifeGate Church. We're going to go to the Word, let's pray, and then we'll do that. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather, to come under your Word. Father, I pray you'll give us ears and hearts open to hear what you want to say to us. Use me, God, for this purpose of preaching your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, I'm the proud dad of three great kids. Here's Aiden, who's now 13. He's not 13 there, obviously. This is Joel, who's now 11. And this is little Alicia, and now she's seven years of age. Man, it goes quick, don't they grow up (laughs) so very fast. I remember the day Michelle came home from the doctors and she told me she was pregnant and tell you, I was shocked. She came to the back door, I was in the backyard, she called me to the back door, I went to the back door and Michelle said to me, Nathan, I'm pregnant. And I was like, you what? Talk about shock, talk about surprise, talk about uh, now what do we do? Uh, That afternoon I remember sitting on our front step with my head in my hands processing what it means for me to be a dad. And my next door neighbor came in and said, Nathan, are you okay? (laughs) Hence was the shock on my face. But after the shock came and the babies came, let me tell you, being a dad is incredible. You know, when we find out we're pregnant, we have a number of responses. Some people are super surprised. Um, Other people, there is a huge celebration that they're pregnant. Other people are shocked, like me, oh dear, what does this mean? And other people are sadly um, disappointed that they're pregnant. But no matter what your first response is, you eventually work out that you're now responsible for another person and you step into the role of parent and do the best you can as a parent. And as a parent, sometimes um, it's great and things go as you planned. But other times as a parent, uh, things don't quite go as you plan. So on this Father's Day, I want to talk to parents, both mums and dads, both mums and dads, about parenting. And I want to give you three things your kids want to hear you say. This morning, I want to give you, this morning today, I want to give you three things your kids want to hear you say. These three things are not, I want ice cream, as you may be thinking, or I want Maccas for dinner, Dad. No, I'm talking about three things that are, that are really important for a child's development. And these three things come from Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. They're the three things God the Father says to his son. The context of Matthew chapter 3 is that Jesus has, is about to be baptised. He hasn't started his ministry yet. He's about 30 years of age. And he goes to John the Baptist who is baptising people at the Jordan River. And this is what we read in verse 16 of Matthew 3. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven, God the Father said, This is my Son, speaking about his Son Jesus. God the Father says this, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This, this phrase here, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. And in this one sentence, we see three things 
three things our kids want us to say to them. Say to them. Number one is that this is my son, that the kids want us to know that they belong, that they're part of a family, that they have a safe place. The second thing, just as God the Father says, whom I love, our kids want to know that they are loved by their parents. And the third thing God the Father says, with him I am well pleased. You know, our kids want to be encouraged by us. They want to belong, they want to feel loved, and they want to be encouraged. And they're the three things we're going to look at today. So the first thing is our kids want to feel like they belong. You know, as parents, we have an opportunity and a responsibility to create a place where kids feel like they belong to our family, where they go, where we as parents say, you belong here, you are my child, you fit here, you are safe here, this is your safe place. I remember when I was 15 years of age, I was invited to a party, and me and my so-called mates, and I use the word so-called because of the story I'm about to tell you, went down to a local park and we played football, played for about an hour, and then at the end of the game, there was a toilet block. And me and another mate climbed on top of the toilet block to this ledge, and we had to lay on this ledge, but we're up high. And then at that, my so-called friends decided to spit at me and my mate. Um, and it was high up, and I couldn't just jump down, so I had to climb down, and they continued to spit on me until I got down. Well, that was a really horrible experience. And being spat on and being shocked from how I was treated, I ran. And guess where I ran? I ran home. Because I knew home was a place where I belonged. So I ran from that park about a kilometre home in tears. Mum said, what's wrong? And I, and, I, and I told her the story. I jumped in the shower and I washed off. And the reason I share that story is because I had a, whole, a horrible experience, but the place where, the, uh, place where I went was home. My parents, my mum and dad created a place where I belonged, where I felt safe where it was the place for me, the place where I belonged. And so how do we as parents show our kids that they belong? Well, firstly, we we can use words. We can say, you are my son. This is our home. You belong here. But we can also do it through actions. We can give our kids responsibilities at home, like they have chores. Enter the dishwasher, put your clothes away. Because when you give them chores and you then give them ownership, which, mean, which, which helps them feel like they belong. Another thing you can do is get your kids to help you in decision-making. When I was in year nine at school in, in the 1990s, about 1992, I think it was, my dad lost his job. And it was a difficult time to find work. And I remember my parents sitting us around at, at, at the dining room table and having a, a team meeting, have a, having a family discussion about what it looks like for dad to lose his job. And it meant that we had to do things differently. And mum and dad decided to clean houses. And so I said, I'll help um, during school holidays. But we also decided to deliver pamphlets and deliver the local newspaper to do Lamington drives and other things to raise funds. And we were all involved in that. So before school, after school, we would deliver pamphlets. And together, we got through the season of where dad was out of work by doing these, 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 these other jobs. And by, by mum and dad bringing us kids on, on, onto that decision-making, I felt like I belonged, and we all went and did it together. I felt like I belonged, and my parents created a place where we as kids belonged. Now, on the other side, 
If kids feel like they don't belong, these are some of the results. They think like, I don't fit. They feel rejected. And their actions are, they can look to belong in other places. They will go and find friendship groups or relationship groups or gangs or another place where they can belong. Or they may do the opposite and choose to isolate themselves from other people, neither of which are healthy. But when a kid feels like they belong, they're safe, they have a place, they are more secure in their thinking, they're more secure emotionally, and they work and they're more likely to try something, to step out because they haven't because they know they have a place to come back to, a place that they belong. As parents, it's important that we tell our kids that they belong. The second thing we see in this passage is that God the Father says about his son, whom I loved. And there's a great principle there for us as parents to tell our kids that they are loved. How do you you tell your kids that you love them? Now, back in the old days, men didn't use emotional words like, I love you. Thankfully, that's changed. And men, parents, fathers now use, I love you to the kids, and we should. But it's not just in that phrase, I love you, that we can tell our kids that we love them. We can use other phrases. I remember my dad used the word mate when, when he called me. And, and, and when he used the word mate, I knew he was pleased with me and I felt loved. So when he used that phrase, I knew that my dad loved me. And there's other phrases that parents can use to their kids to help them feel loved. But then there's also actions. You can do actions for your kids to help them feel loved. My dad used to um, wrestle us as kids. He used to cuddle us and then kiss us on the cheek, uh, kiss us on the cheek, and not just one kiss, but like a machine gun kiss, like on, on, on the cheek. And then he used to chew in our ear with his teeth, chew in our ear. And, and, and when he did that, and that sounds funny now as a grown-up, but it was really great. I felt loved by my dad doing that. Another time he came home from work and he bought us this gift. It was a young Einstein cassette tape. It was a soundtrack of the movie. And we put that on and played it over and over and over again. It was a moment where Dad brought home a gift. And when he did, I felt, I felt loved by what he did. It's important that as parents, our kids know that they are loved through our words and our actions. But if a kid feels like they aren't loved, on the other, on the other side of this, if a, kid's feel, if, if a kid feels like they're not loved, it can lead to them thinking that no one cares about them. They can feel worthless in their actions. They look for love in other places, other relationships, in other things, or again, they could isolate themselves. And friends, these are unhealthy things. We want our kids to know that they are loved, that they are supported, that they are cared for, and that as they go into the world, they go out secure because they know that they have value and they have worth and they have something to offer. The third thing we see in this text, this is my son whom I love. The third thing is with him I'm well pleased. And this is all around encouragement. Now friends, our kids need to be, want to be encouraged. Just as God the Father encourages his son Jesus, his son pleased with him. And it's interesting, Jesus hadn't done any ministry yet. He'd lived 30 years, living a life honouring God. He hasn't yet done any miracles or preached the message of the kingdom. But even in that moment, before he'd done anything, God the Father says to his son, I'm pleased with you. And that's a great lesson for us as parents. We can speak life and encouragement into our kids. 
I remember when Al Alicia, my daughter, was three, and she, she runs into the house and says, Daddy, come out, let me show you what I can do. I said, okay, Alicia. And she grabbed me by the hand, dragged me into the backyard. She let my hand go. She ran over to the trampoline, climbed up on the trampoline, jumped up and down on the trampoline, and then went down and landed on the bum. And that was it. And she looked at me with a big smile, and she wanted me to say, Daddy, that is awesome. And that's what I did. I said, wow, that's amazing, Alicia. Now, in that moment, I could have said, well, that's not great, Alicia. You've been falling on your bum for the last two years since you've been walking. I mean, doing a somersault would have been impressive, <laughs> but that's totally inappropriate because at the age of three, her jumping up and down and landing on, a bum was, landing on a bum was totally appropriate and exciting for her. That was another step. And it was in that moment I could encourage her. And, and when I encouraged her, she lit up, lit up like a little Christmas tree. And she was so pleased. She was so pleased that I encouraged her. You know, as parents, we have the opportunity to encourage our kids to speak life over them. We can do it in our words. We can say, that was great. I loved how you treated your sister. You, you are worked hard. You deserve that reward. You can do words, but you can also do actions. You can reward your kids. And that could be spending quality time with them. It could be reading them a, bed, a, a bedtime story or buying them a gift or doing something special for them. My son, Joel, who's now 11, um, played drums in church a, a, a couple of weeks ago, and he just did an incredible job. We uh, talked about it a lot. He thought it through, and he did everything that I asked him to do, and I was so proud of him. And I said to Joel, Joel, you, you, you did the very thing I asked you to do. I want to celebrate. What do you want, what do you want Joel? And he says, Dad, I want Maccas. And I went, All right, you got a $10 limit. What do you want? So we went to McDonald's. And, and at the time, Maccas had their rewards on, and they had two quarter pounders, two small chips, and two Cokes for nine bucks. And he said, Dad, I want that. So we ordered it, we took it home, and he ate two quarter pounders, two small chips, and drank two small Cokes. He was so excited and felt encouraged because of what, because of what he did. You know, as parents, as parents, we have the opportunity to encourage our kids. But what if... If kids feel like they aren't encouraged, they can think, well, I'm not good enough. That's a scary thought, hey, I'm not good enough. Second one, they can feel like a failure. And their actions, they, which can lead them to not trying because they think they're a failure. They think they're not good enough, which can lead them to not trying. Or the opposite is trying to please everybody. <laughs> and they go about life trying to, saying yes to everyone and trying to keep everybody happy. And neither of these are healthy. But when a kid's encouraged, it helps them with their self-worth. They think they have something to offer. They, they, are, they believe that they can do, and as a result, they try. They take a step out, take risks, try new things, because they believe they can. You know, with parents, it's really important that we speak life and encouragement over our kids. Believe they can, encourage them, to see them be all that God wants them to be. So as we look at this text, we see three things. Three things your kids want to hear you say. Number one, they belong. Number two, they are loved. And three, they want to hear encouragement from their parents. Now, what I want to do, I want to, I want to flip this on its head. And I, and, and I want to speak to the parents or the adults who, who, are, who are listening to this. And I want to say that as adults... We've all had parents or parent figures in our life. And how our parents treated us, that has 
affected us even now. You know, the positive things we've uh, got from our parents, we celebrate and we, and we uh, live them out and we even pass them on. But parents aren't perfect and every parent does some things wrong. And those negative things can also rub off on us, can rub off on the way we now parent and the way we live today. Let me give you some examples. The first one's a positive one. I told you about my dad and how he showed he loved us by wrestling us, grabbing us, doing us machine gun kisses and chewing our ears. Well, I, I added that to my kids. Not so much Aiden, he's now 13, it's a bit big for that. But the other two, I, we wrestle, I grab them tight, I kiss them on the cheek multiple times and chew their ears and they laugh. I say, Daddy, stop it! And it's a, and it's a, and it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a way of you showing the love. That's a good thing. I told you the story of my friends um, and how my so-called friends spat on me and how that was a horrible, a horrible experience. And, and uh, what that's meant is that I'm not great at friendship now. I mean, I like lots of people. I have lots of people in my world. But to say I have close friends, I haven't got that many. I have a few, but not many. And I reckon it's because of that incident when I was, when I was 15 years of age down at that park. I, uh, growing up, I had my mum who encouraged me heaps. Uh, and if you know my mum, she is a words of encouragement and she would tell me whenever I did something well, she lavished the encouragement on me. But also when I was naughty, she'd also give it to me the other way too. But my dad didn't give me as much encouragement with words. And so now I've grown up looking for encouragement from father figures in my life, which I know is not healthy and it's something that I'm working on. But because I didn't get those words of encouragement from my dad, I now look from it. I now look for it from father figures, even today at the age of 42, although that's changing. See, our past affects our present. The experiences that we went through in the past affect us today. And even as an adult, as you watch this, your parents' influence on you or the parent figures in your life, the influence on you still sticks to you. And what I want to do, I want to take you back to these three thoughts. Did your parents create a place where you belonged? Did they create a place where you felt loved? Did they encourage you? My hope is that they did. But as I said, every, no, no parent's perfect. Every parent gets it wrong. And, and if you felt like you didn't belong, well, maybe you think like it didn't fit. And even now you think that you don't fit. Because your parents didn't give you a place where you belong, maybe today, even as you listen to this, you think to yourself, I don't fit. Maybe you feel rejected and your actions are, you, you are look for belonging in all different places, seeking it out, seeking for people to accept you, or the opposite. Maybe you isolate yourself from people because you don't think you belong. The second one, maybe you felt like you weren't loved as a kid and that's now been with you up to today. Maybe you think even now that no one cares about you. Maybe you feel like you are worthless, like you have nothing to offer and your actions is because you are looking for love. You are looking for love in lots of different places and, and, and maybe even, even in the wrong places looking for love. Or maybe you isolate yourselves. You separate yourself from people because you think, no one cares about me. I'm worthless. I've got nothing to offer. And maybe you isolate. And the third one, maybe you felt like you weren't encouraged as a child. And as a result, you thought, 
I'm not good enough, and you still feel that way today. When you think about yourself, you think, I'm not good enough. Maybe you feel like a failure. And as a result, your actions are you don't try, you don't step out and do new things because you believe you've got nothing to offer. Or you then do the opposite and you, and, and, and you do everything to please everybody else to try and get them to speak life and get value for yourself by trying to keep a place. You know, neither of these things are good. And if you can relate to these things this morning, maybe you didn't feel like you belong and even now you don't feel like you belong. You didn't feel like you loved and even now you don't feel like you loved. You weren't encouraged and even now you're, you're, you're looking for encouragement. My, my, my encouragement to you is twofold. Number one, it's this. Choose to forgive your parents. You know, most parents do the best with what they got. <laughs> As I said, parents aren't perfect, and yet some parents don't do the best they, they are, could do, should do. Um, but, let, but let me encourage you, no matter what your experience, is to choose to forgive them. Don't hold resentment against your parents. Don't blame them for how you are today. Rather, choose to forgive them. Release them from how they treated you. Release the bitterness. Release the, release the resentment. And the second thing is this, go to Jesus for belonging, for love and encouragement. You know, the Bible says that God loves you so much that God the Father sent his son Jesus to die on that cross, to give his life for every person on the planet. God loved us. He saw that our relationship with him was broken. He saw us in our sin, our, our rebellion towards God. He saw that we deserve death because of our wrongdoing. And God loves us. He gave his son Jesus to take the punishment that we deserved for our wrongdoing upon himself. And by doing that, he restores our relationship with God. Then Jesus rose from the dead and through his resurrection, he gives us new life. Life that begins now and goes into eternity. Relationship with God, eternal life. And when God um, restores our relationship with, with, with him through Jesus, he then gives us a, a, a new identity. And this identity says that we are his sons and that we are his daughters, that we are now adopted in as his children and that we belong. We belong as part of his family. We have a safe place, a secure place in Jesus. God says that he loves us and it's obvious that he loves us by sending his son Jesus. He loves us so much that God gave his very only son to give his life for me and for you. That is the extent of his love. That is the magnificence of his love. And the third thing we see is that God speaks encouragement over us. And, 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 and that happens before we do anything. God says, I'm pleased with you before we do anything because he sees us in Christ. He sees us um, washed clean. He sees us holy, set apart and blameless in his sight because of what Christ has done for us. And then we're called to live a life that honours him. And on that day, as Paul writes, he's, 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 he's longing to hear God's voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, God is proud of us as his kids and speaks life and encouragement over us and encourages us to live the life that he wants us to live. I wonder if you have that relationship with God that I spoke about today. You know, if, if you don't, if you're not yet a Christian, I want to give you the opportunity right now to commit your life to Jesus. You can know the belonging, you can know the love, you can know the encouragement that, that our Jesus has for you 
by committing your life to him. If you want to do that, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose again. I'm sorry for my wrongdoing. Please forgive me. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, if you just prayed that prayer, you've become a Christian. Hey, it's really important that you tell someone. If you're watching online, click on the prayer box or the uh, New Hit tab and, we, and, we, and put your details in and we can help you in your journey of living a life that follows Jesus. If you're sitting in one of our facilities and you're watching this, tell someone who invited you, go out to the Star Here desk and tell someone there that you prayed the prayer because we want to help you in your journey of living a life that serves Jesus. You know, as we are coming to the close, this has been our text today, where God the Father says, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. And those three things that your kids want to hear you say is that they are, that they belong, that they are loved, and they want to hear words of encouragement for you. So as we finish this message, you can take it a couple of different ways. Number one, you can take it as a parent and you can think about how you're going to um, love your kids, how you're going to treat your kids on this Father's Day. How are you creating the place where they belong? What words are you saying around that you love them? How are you speaking encouragement over their lives? But on the other side, you as an adult now can think about how your parents treated you and maybe you need to forgive them for how they treated you. But you can also go to God for that belonging, for that love, and that encouragement. And as we close this service, I encourage you to spend some time processing these thoughts, thinking about how you can parent, or your relationship with God, your relationship with your parents. Take some time, choose, pray, say, God, I choose to forgive my parents. And I now come to you for belonging, for love, and encouragement. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to close. Father, we thank you that it is in Jesus that we belong to you. We thank you that it's in Jesus that you show us the extent of your love. We thank you that it's in Jesus that you speak words of encouragement over us. Father, we want to thank you for our parents and the influence they've been on their lives. We know they're not perfect. We know they've got it wrong in lots of areas. But we thank you for them. Father, we choose to forgive our parents for the areas where they didn't do well. Father, we pray that we would pursue you, God, for love, for belonging and encouragement. And as we parent our kids, may we parent in a way where our kids feel like they belong, where our kids feel like they're loved, and, they're, and our kids feel like they're encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being part of this. It's a pleasure to share with you. Thanks for checking out this message. My name is Andrew and I'm the online campus pastor at LifeGate and I would like to invite you to join our online community. Here are three ways that you can take that step. First, if you're a new Christian, we have a bunch of resources to help you get started. Second, why don't you make the most of our online campus by joining our online group that meets on Zoom every Wednesday night at 8.15. Third, join our Facebook community to connect with others within our community and be more engaged in the day-to-day. To take any of those next steps, head to lifegate.org.au slash online. See you soon.
Thanks for joining us on the LifeGate Church Podcast. Our church is a place to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. 